So I'm like, well, I know how this is going to end. What am I going to do for the next hour and a half? I guess I'll just sit here and be pretty. The head's too big and yeah, gross. Ugh, creepy. I'm out, bro. Oh, ah! oh, <laughs> because it's not that good, but it's awesome. Don't be so get off my lawn. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net bringing you movie reviews from the country that Mother Earth is desperately trying to murder. I'm Eric Warner. Oh, and I'm Eugene Weaver. And I'm I'm glad you're you're in Ohio and again right now. <laughs> yes, I am too. I'm uh, I'm sad for my Floridian brothers and sisters, but uh, it's it's good to be in a good old Ohio. Yeah, future beachfront property. Yes. Wow, that's... I'm just joking around, but seriously, thoughts and prayers to uh, Oregon, which is on fire, and Houston, which is underwater, and Florida, which is about to get a double whammy, and actually, there's another one heading for Texas again. Yeah, so, good wow. Lord. Get out. I've, I have a bunch of friends in Florida, and they're all like, well, we're hunkering down, and I'm like, get out. And they're like, we can't. Like, they do not have the capability, I get. I don't really understand why they can't. Some people said they have too much family there and they can't move grandma and stuff like that. But I'm like, get out. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah, no it's kidding. Terrible. I mean, and at this point, at, I mean, at this point, gas stations are running out of gasoline down there. And what a fun show to, what a great oh, way to start off. <laughs> bring on the laughs. Death and destruction and waka waka. Yeah, uh, apocalypse yeah. now. <laughs> How are you, sir? Oh, I guess wow. we should both oh. say we're fantastic and great because we're alive. <laughs> yes, yes, I am alive. Mm. So there we go. That's how I'm doing. Me too. And I'm not going to complain about anything in my life to start yeah. off the show like we have for the last dozen because we're not in Florida or Oregon or Texas. That's right. Yeah. Uh, seriously, people, though, thoughts and prayers to those places. And, and please, uh, if you can, donate some relief funds to... Good places that will get the funds. Let's just leave it at that. There are some places yes. that take your funds where they take millions in administrative dollars that uh, literally pennies of your dollar will not be seen by the actual victims. So try and really help or find the right places to donate to. Okay, let's move on and talk about some movies and hopefully make some jokes and get away from death and destruction. Uh, let's start with the roulette like we always do. I uh, didn't open my file here. Where we dive into the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was The Kindred up against... Oh, shit. The House on Willow Street. Yeah, my, my ink got smeared. The House on Willow Street. And you are up first, sir. Oh, I'm up... Oh, great. Yay! Good. I'm happy about that. Oh, well. <laughs> Alistar Orr uh, is the director... And what else? Um, the cover, the poster art is great. I love the poster art for this movie. Oh boy. <laughs> um, the movie itself, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to find a reason to not give it zero stars. And I think that I will be able to do that by saying it, uh, um, had a couple practical effects in it that I think were okay, and there was enough CGI that you could tell there was a little bit of a budget there, but 
Um, I watched it like right after the podcast and I'm hard pressed to remember much about it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right, there we go. One to delete um, off the queue is what you're telling me. Yes. Yay. <laughs> anyway, it is, uh, it's something. All right. <laughs> you don't remember a damn thing about this movie, do you? Uh, is it a ghost movie? Is it a slasher movie? Uh, no, okay, so these, this, this, these, uh, how do I say it? it basically, it's, uh, the, the, the movie from last year, the, uh, Don't Breathe. A bit of that premise, kind of, where we have, Home Invasion. Uh, home Invasion, kind of, where they, they kidnap this, this, uh, this girl in the hopes of getting a ransom. And, uh, then they soon discover, uh, now that I think about it, now that I'm actually talking about the, the plot, I'm like, ah, oh, the ending was okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to one star, I think. Yeah, uh, but, uh, um, so basically they kidnap her and then they find out, oh, she's possessed by a demon. And so it's basically the captors are trying to figure out how do we, you know, get out of this mess that we've gotten ourselves into. Uh, it feels like, honestly, like, Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and speak some positives about this. This would have been, and I've said this before on some other movies, is this would have made a really cool short story, uh, because I think that's kind of unique and inventive with the whole, uh, I don't know. Oh, they kidnap a lady and she turns out to be a demon possessed thing. That's kind of cool. Uh, but just, how, what do we take, how, how do we deal with her? And then there's a backstory about, the possession of her, and now it's affecting them, and I'm like, it just, so just feels hold on, padding. Let me it, it, it sounds like the, the synopsis for this movie sold it like they kidnapped this girl, and then they're probably all trapped in one location where she's hunting and murdering them, but it was sounds more like they kidnap this girl, and then there's lots of talking about why she's this way, and then maybe a couple people die at the very end, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So the, the synopsis just, oversold it. Yeah, it's, again, they, they try, there's, like I said, there's a couple of good effects in it. Uh, it's slickly shot, but it's just not my type of horror movie. It's, you could do a lot worse. I've seen way worse, but this is honestly, ser- uh, no joke. The best thing about the movie is the cover. The cover is classic 80s looking. I love the, I love the cover and it has a unique premise with the whole possession, like person being kidnapped that's possessed, but, Eh, no, no. All right. I think I've heard enough. Uh, on my side, The Kindred from 1980-something. Uh, Amanda's deathbed... I'm, what? Huh? I, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's deathbed request to her son John was for him to destroy all the lab notes from her last experiment. She also blurts out he had a brother. Uh, they go to Amanda's house, but none are prepared for what they find there. His monstrous tentacled baby brother. Now he has to get to his mother's greatest achievement in human evolution before a different mad scientist gets to him first. Um, yeah, this movie. So, it's very 80s, and it's Vestron video, so much like canon films, you know what you're getting into with this kind of flick. Um... Yeah, this dude kind of wanders around for the first half of the movie and finds that his old or his boyhood home is now full of lab equipment, and they are speculating about whether or not there had they spend most of the movie speculating about whether or not there is a brother, monstrous tentacle baby brother, and then at the end we find out spoiler, yeah, there is. 
not really that big of a spoiler because there's tentacles coming up through the front porch. It just takes a while to get around to it. Yeah. And there's all kinds of these weird little clone things running around. I don't know. This movie is chuck full of slime, has good amounts of gore here and there. I think this was on the video nasties list. And for most of the movie, I was like, why? It's just, I mean, there's some KY and stuff, but, and some big fake rubber puppety things. Nice. I was enjoying it though. I was like, this is cool, but I don't know why it'd be a video nasty. And then in the third act, when all frickin' hell is breaking loose, yeah, there were a couple of scenes that were mm, shades of Hellraiser gross, but just for a minute, you know what I mean? But it was yeah. real damn gross. Um, what else? Yeah, the, I thought the movie was over in a typical horror movie kind of fashion, and then it kind of went on for an extra few minutes, and I was like, oh, do we really need to do this? And then what happened happened, and I was like, yeah, totally fine with that. And Oh, man, this sounds so good. <laughs> this is premium Eugene Weaver importing Blu-ray from some other country for 25 bucks, 4K. This is all you, 100%. Synops is going to release it here in the states. They're also releasing uh, Suspiria, but they they got they just got the rights to it, and so I can't wait. I'm like, yes. Let's put it this way: I think the, I think one definitely you're fine to order this movie, but oh, yeah. two, I watched it on YouTube, and I think you should too, even before you order it, because I think you will enjoy this movie watching it, and that will uh, decide for sure that you want to spend that money. Yeah. And it's yeah. good enough, in my opinion, that if if and when you do spend that money, you will enjoy watching it like two weeks later just to watch it cleaned up. So yeah. I'm, I encourage you to watch this movie on YouTube now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not coming out till early uh, 2018, so there's a good chance that I will try and get that watched on YouTube so that I have an opinion on it before You should. The, the second remaster. half was so slimy and gross. And the mad scientist guy is played by the... Oh, I don't know what his name is, forgive me, but he was the head old guy in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 Um, and they just, uh, they love in this movie getting slime on you and slime dripping from the ceiling and into people's mouths and uh, being slimy. It's, it's good. It's, it was fun. See, that's my type of cheesy horror movie. Like the, the one that I watched. Tried to be way too serious. I'm like, The Exorcist, you are not. Yeah. No. And there's several actors in this that you will recognize. Like, if I tell you your name, the names, you'd probably be like, huh? But you're like, I know these people. And then you look them up. Oh, I know them from this or that or yep. V or some other dumb shit. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, I can't wait to watch that one. That sounds like a, a good time. Again, it takes a little bit for it to get going. But yeah. it is one that if I saw this on DVD cheap somewhere, I'd pick it up for sure. This would have a slot yeah. in my collection. I don't even think this ever got a, a DVD release. I think this is V or this is VHS going directly to Blu-ray and DVD. I mean, it'll better yet, VHS. I'd pick it up on VHS. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, awesome. Next round. Okay, so um, first up for you is a movie called The Founder, and uh, this is the one with Michael Keaton. Um, 2016. It is a bit long, but it was a theatrical release, so it's, you know, a bit elevated from your typical Netflix stuff that just kind of appears that you've never heard of. Uh, it's a salesman that... Uh, All you really have to say is, it's the founder, it's starring Michael Keaton. Moving there on. There you go. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, which, I think that... He, was there some buzz about him possibly getting an Oscar nod for this, but then he didn't? I don't, I don't know. I, I did hear whispers about it. Okay. 
Um, okay, next one is Burnt, and that stars... Um, sorry. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and uh, looks okay. Chef, uh, comedy drama type thing. Okay, there's that. Again, a theatrical release, so it might be something, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we are not alone. And, now, just to be um, clear, this we are not alone was, that's not the New Zealand vampire thing, is it? Um. Th- that's, this oh. is how we live. Oh, shit. You know what I'm talking, you saw that movie, didn't you? Um, the New Zealand, oh, uh, comedy thing, yeah. what we do in the dark? There you go. Oh yeah, all no, these no, long no. titles. What we do in the dark. We are not alone. I, how we live now. You know, I'm the pretty yeah. thing that lives in the. I can't keep track. Yeah, of yeah. Well, here is a movie that's only an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, after moving to the outskirts of a uh, small town, family is terrorized by dark presence in their home, forcing them to seek the help of an exorcist. The key word, the the main thing here is it's an hour. And 15 minutes. Oh, I'm well aware of your Akbar trap, sir. No, yes. no, not falling for it this week. You did, uh, but you okay. did, you did a fantastic job of throwing those kinds of movies on there that you need a nudge. And then you <laughs> did through the hour 15 thing on there. I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what I, we'll see. Okay. Uh, coming your way. The Last Shaman. This is probably your safest pick of the week because I thought this was a horror movie, but it turns out it's a documentary and I, so I went and watched the trailer and it, it looks legit good. After moving to a, I got, wait a minute, what? The Last Shaman. After moving to a small town with a family. That's not, I got, oh, I copied the wrong thing. Huh. Ah, sorry about that. I got the wrong synopsis here for The Last Shaman. The Last Shaman is a documentary about a kid that is very depressed, and I just got to wing this one. Um, He is so depressed that he gave himself, like, I think one year to either fix his depression or he's going to give himself permission to commit suicide, and so he's on a mission to head into, I believe it's South America to find these last shame and these tribes that do this ayahuasca stuff. Are you familiar with ayahuasca? Uh-uh. It's a herbal version of, uh, like, acid, except times a thousand, from what I've heard. So they, you go into these jungles, and these tribesmen c- uh, cook up this natural herbal shit, and you, it's called ayahuasca, and you drink it, and then an hour or so later, you vomit horribly, and then you just trip fucking balls for like 12 hours straight or some shit. And they do this at night while they're here in the jungle and beating drums and monkeys running around, and everybody comes out of it like a deep spiritual experience, and there are Hollywood types that go do this stuff. But it's supposed to be one of the most hardcore drug-type experiences that you can have, but it's still kind of safe because it's some it's herbal instead of chemical. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I've heard lots of I've I've looked into documentaries and stuff about it before, but I thought this was an interesting twist on it because this kid is messed up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Be afraid. I threw this one on last week. After moving to a small town with his family, a man is afflicted by a mysterious sleep paralysis linked to dark dark beings threatening his son. And lastly, patchwork. And this one I, I thought is just screaming, Eugene. 
<laughs> Three women discover that they've been dismembered and sewn back together into one new perfect woman and set out to get revenge on their captor. Now, uh, one warning with this one, when I looked it up on Netflix, it was listed under comedy horror, but then it also had two other horror labels, like comedy horror, B-horror, and horror horror, or something like that. Take that for what you will. You got two horror movies and a drug documentary last human thing. Welcome to the roulette. There you go, sir. Okay. Um, those are, it's a pretty good spread there, especially for me. You know what I like. Um, that patchwork one, uh, it has hints of Frankenhooker. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that movie. So let's go with patchwork, shall we? Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Never heard of that movie. So neither. I wish you the best. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not falling for your Akbar pick uh, because ah. it's not in October. I will fall for these things, but not now. Okay. Especially when you threw two on there that are just perfect Netflix. Like I want to watch that, but I got yeah, other stuff to watch. I got watch. other yeah. shit to watch for sure. Um, I'm gonna take burnt. I have been watching a fair amount of cooking TV stuff again, so I'm kind of into that that kind of mode. So why not go for a cooking thing? That okay, and, and that one's an hour and 40 minutes, so you take away the end credits, so you're an hour and 35. Not bad. Yeah, it's fine by me. It's all good. Okay. We do we judge so many of these movies on, like, what's the runtime on this? Well, that's because it married with kids, and it, life it runs in yeah. the, uh, seconds. We count it in yes. seconds. yes. Exactly. We would start this podcast at 7 o'clock if I could get my kids to leave me alone for two minutes. But every time I sit my happy ass in this office chair, I'm not even exaggerating when I say every two minutes, Dad, I need a drink. Dad, I need a snack. Dad, Corbin hit me. Dad, Holden bit me. Dad, I, I fell off the couch and bonked my head. And Dad, I... <laughs> Drives me and, insane. And, and two dogs underfoot somewhere in there, oh, too. yeah, well. They usually stay out of the way. They just want to sleep and eat. If you're not eating, they don't give a shit about you. If you're eating yeah. something, then they're right at your ankles like, hey, hey, let's do this. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, they're good. They're, they're better than the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only problem with them is that one of them keeps shitting on the floor. Oh, nice. Well, she's new to nice. the house. She'll get it figured out. But right now, it's, you know. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do every time I move into a new place. I constantly shit on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next week, it will be burnt up against patchwork. There we go. Another roulette in the books for the week. All right. How, you know, for some reason, I'm thinking that this year's roulettes are, it's going to be tricky to pick the best and the worst because I feel like I've had a lot of garbage that I've sifted through versus like even last year. Um, well, I, f I feel like it's been a pretty good year on the roulette for me. You pick shit. I can't help your decisions. Because <laughs> if I don't put a horror movie on there, you're like, come on. So I, you know, well, here's what you got. And then you yeah. watch it and you're like, that sucked. And I'm like, of course it sucked. It was. Yeah. A Wasn't last year the one with Lawrence Fishburne, uh, the, the assassin type movie? Was that last year? Because that was a good movie. Remember that one? Well, that was a good week. It was that one. And uh, yeah, that was last year. The, um, okay. Another one of those stupid kind of wordy titles. We we play in the ashes or something. The one the the comedy horror one that I watched that the, the they went to some 
stand country and the woman was a witch. Oh, that was great. That was, those were the, that was the same week. Oh man, that was a good double header right there. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? Um, we're here or they're watching they're or they're watching. waiting. I think they're watching. I think that sounds yeah. good. <laughs> it's always pronoun is doing something. We are over yes. here. They are over here. <laughs> that might be a movie someday. But yeah. What you just said. We are here, there, there. We are here, there, there, and somebody's <laughs> recording a podcast. That sucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, t- oh. Today it'd be, we're on fire, we're underwater, and they're recording a podcast. That- <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, rabbit trail. And mm. I want to keep this loosey-goosey tonight because life is busy. So, just thought we'd have a relaxed show. Oh, you're up first. I brought a wonderful topic I can't wait to discuss with you, but if you have something, it's your your show. So if you're... Okay. What do you got? So uh, It is now in theaters as of this evening, which we're recording this on Thursday. This is the sneak preview night or whatever. Um, What do you think about... I'm just curious. We Neither of us have seen it yet, but what do you think about, like, ballsy, I think, to, uh, to come out with a Stephen King movie uh, adaptation that's two hours and 15 minutes um that is only half of the book i just i i'm still floored that this even happened and that there's so much buzz behind this movie and from what i've i'm seeing so far really really good reviews um do you think this could lead to possibly like a stand type of thing down the road i'm like that's that's like my that's my dream is to have like an epic stand Big theatrical experience. I, cause I think that even, even a miniseries, which I, miniseries would be great to flesh it out, uh, but you, you're not going to get that huge budget type feel that you would with a movie like it. Like it, when I see the trailers for that thing, man, the budget looks big on that. It looks like a big theatrical movie and I'm R rated. I'm so, so excited. I'm, maybe that's not a rabbit trail, but I just, no, no, I'm, you're I'm, fine. I have thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I'm giddy about this movie. I can't wait to see it. I, me too. And the daughter is nagging me, please take me to see this thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And me and the wife were trying to think of horror movies to make her watch before this. Because she desperately wants, I think she is kind of into horror movies. She's kind of at that age now. But everything that we try and show her or her dad shows her, it's like, no. Like, I I, I don't even, I showed her something that I thought would freak her out. Nothing. Nothing. And her dad showed her Alien. She came home one day and said, yeah, dad showed me Alien. And I was like, are you kidding me? And she goes, I fell asleep. It's boring. Ah, Kids these days, bro. Just wait. Yeah. You'll see. And then she goes, I want I want to see the new It movie. And I said, well, you need to watch the old one first, the miniseries. And she goes, I did. I was what? like, what? She goes, yeah, it's cheesy. And yes, it was stupid. It is. And meh. Any, but see... That's her age group. Anything that is from the 80s, it's hard for me to even get her mom to appreciate things from the 80s. They just don't associate with. We have grew yeah. up in the 80s, so we can associate with it. Yeah. That's a natural, a fairly natural thing, I, I think. But to go back and, enough that derail, go back and answer your question with the stand and whatever. I, I From my recollection from the last five years or so, it was kind of a running theme of it, the stand, and dark tower rumors that I was hearing. First, there was going to yeah. be 
a Showtime show or something like that of Dark Tower for a season, and then the movie. And then there was going to be the Stand miniseries that ends with a Stand movie, and I, I've all sorts of different iterations I heard for all these Stephen King projects. And we got the Dark Tower movie, which is technically a sequel to the books. Spoiler. And we got uh, this first half of an It book. Hey, it looks fantastic. I can't wait to see it. It's projected to do 85 mil this weekend. Again, That's amazing. Another thing, trying to think of uh, things to show the daughter that might scare the crap out of her without scarring her. Like, you don't want to show him Texas Chainsaw Massacre at 12, necessarily. Now, I thought of uh, the American remake of The Ring. Like, There you go. That'd be a good one. Yeah. yeah. There's one to... Uh, haven't, haven't done it yet, and uh, in discussing it with the wife, I was like, you know what? she might not have any effect with that either because what is the main center of that movie? VHS tapes. She, yeah. She might look at that are... and just be like, uh, what? Cheesy, stupid. That's the way she is. And and, and literally, she can watch this stuff and, and be like, meh. And this was a kid who, when I met her four or five, six years ago, I almost broke her brain with showing her Coraline and she was so terrified. Now she's watching this kind of stuff, and it's amazing how quickly in five years that nothing affects them. <laughs> yeah. And I think back to when I was 12 years old, and I mean, I, th- that was in the days where I was, this was still back in the VHS days, and I was like, anything that I could get my hands on, I was diving into. You know, that was the, like, the beginnings of, of watching the Friday the 13th movies, and Nightmare on Elm Streets, and Silent Night, Deadly Night, and all of those movies that really have shaped what I, what I love and what I try to watch as much as I can. Like that is my, that's my wheel horse right there is that type of movie. So, and now what do you think she would think of? I always go back to the exorcist because that's one of my favorite movies. And I know you're not near as much of a fan as I am, but that movie I think is still genuinely terrifying. I, I think she would think it's cheesy. I don't think she would, she would care about that movie at all. I think it's going to take jarring jump scares kind of thing to really affect her. And it's got to be people her age at a current setting that she can relate to. Yeah. Wow. But oh, that's man. just, but that's just the age group, you know? Yeah. You, you know, at 12, we're watching that stuff. You recognize the eighties from Friday the 13th, whatever you recognize that I show her yeah. Friday the 13th. She's like summer camp. What are those people wearing? Like, why does that guy have such short shorts? Like, she's, yes. she's out of it. She's immediately like, this is, this is some fairy tale land that, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't relate to. But, um, uh, getting back to the point, what were, what were we talking? Oh, it, it. You want to talk about it? You know, I'm just curious how they're going to, how they're going to wrap up. Like, I, that, it's my second favorite book and I know how it's written and how it, like, how everything kind of comes to pass. And I'm just wondering how this part one, I guess, I can't wait to see it and how it, I'm wondering how they split it up. I know obviously it's when they're all young, but the book is very, or the book is very different. The book starts out with them older and they're, meeting each other again and then they start flashing back to their past and so i just wonder i don't know i'm just wondering how i I don't know how it's all going to wrap up either but i know that every like review video on youtube that i've watched has started out pretty much the same way they all look at the screen and go i saw it no it does not have that scene in it from the book 
you're good. You, no. And everybody automatically knows what scene you're talking about. The, yeah, yeah. the giant disgust. This is a scene that should not have been in the book because it's awful and makes no sense and whatever. It was so weird. that I remember reading that book and I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. Like, wow. All right. <laughs> and the other thing that I've been hearing is, uh, I, this might be more rumor, but um, uh, the, the director doesn't like the second half of the book. The director of the miniseries didn't like the second half of the book or the miniseries. None, apparently nobody likes when they're grown-ups and have to face it again. They just like the first half when they're kids, and then that's it. And I'm like, ah, well, all right. I, I thought it was very interesting how the adults came back and had to deal with it again. Yeah. But even though that both of the endings contain extremely weird things that do not work. Yeah. I wonder how they'll handle uh, part two, because part two gets very sci-fi, fantasy-ish. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, because even that very much ties into the Dark Tower. Yeah. And I'm even, curious. Well, it, what's funny is even though the director of this movie doesn't like the second half of the book, supposedly, again, rumor... I I believe he's going to be making it because if you're doing oh. well, if you're doing an eighty-five million dollar weekend in September on a horror movie, you, <laughs> after immediately following up a couple of weeks of the lowest Hollywood money-making yes. weekends of uh, well, for the last twenty years or something, you're in. You golden ticket. Yeah. Do what you want. You know, and why can't more studios do what what? has been done with this movie because even if the movie would have turned out to not be as good, the marketing behind this movie has been so good. The trailers have been so good, uh, creepy and just the way it's been marketed, I think has been brilliant. It, it, you know, I agree. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm, uh, I'm hoping that this might bring about some other King, uh, adaptions. I, and I, I think I probably mentioned this a while ago on our show, but, after reading Mr. Mercedes, and this is going to be a miniseries on TV, I don't know why, but the first time I read that book, which I was a fantastic book, I remember thinking, boy, I would love if uh, I, I, I could have seen that book done in movie form uh, by David Fincher. I'm not sure why, but I just felt like, oh, this would be such a great David Fincher adaption. Not that he would have ever done something like this but uh, I, you don't don't talk too soon supposedly his next film is uh world war z sequel right yeah which, which is, is crazy i'll believe that when i see that but that, okay me too me too but nonetheless that opens the door for pretty much everything <laughs> in my opinion yeah, that's right so anyway i'm still a huge stephen king fan i, I love seeing his stuff get Still get love. I I do too, and I hope they do more of his stuff. But the biggest problem is I hope they do it justice. Too often yeah. it's um, uh, what's his freaking name making a t TV movie? Uh, Mick Garris. Yes, and it's like, yeah. oh, you don't have the budget, and you are not taking the time to expound on these ideas, so they come off as hokey and stupid. They just don't have the passion of the book, and half the time. They shouldn't have been in the book in the first place because it was kind of a silly idea. It's hard to translate between mediums. Not everything translates, you know? Yeah, it doesn't. You're right. And I still go back to Pet Cemetery as being one of the best examples of a great, even though that's not my favorite Stephen King book or movie, uh, very, very similar. And we've talked about that before. But yeah. Salem, Salem's Lot is another one where that was a great 
translate the Toby Hooper version. That was a great translation of book to movie. Yep. So, anyway, I there you go. All That's right. what I got. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. What do these people have in common? Are you ready? Yes. Josh Trank, Gareth Edwards, Lord Miller, and Colin Trevorrow. All have been fired from Star Wars or... <laughs> Nailed it! Good job, yep. sir. <laughs> uh, all have not finished their Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh, they have some interesting news this week. Colin Trevorrow off of Star Wars Episode Nine, which I predicted on this show or online or somewhere a year ago at least. Not... No disrespect to Colin or anything, it just... That was one of those... Uh, decisions where I'm like, that, that feels like such a far in the future casting. So much can happen between now and then. It was like a Del Toro announcing that he's got another movie that he's adapting, or Spielberg saying that he's got another movie that he's making. And I'm like, yeah, I'll believe it when cameras start rolling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's off of episode nine. I might have been the only person on the internet that was not at all surprised by that. I was like, oh, all right, somebody else is going to do it. But I was surprised that the name I heard bandied about for replacing him was Ryan Johnson, who just finished up episode eight. And at this point, I haven't heard any whispers about him being fired or replaced or, you know, in the even in the editing room. Like, I think Gareth Edwards at least made it to the editing room. And then they brought in Tony Gilroy to uh, shoot some pickups or additional scenes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, to, again, not nearly as drastic as the Lord Miller Howard situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, who knows? I haven't heard any, but, uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Ryan Johnson being displaced in any manner. So if it's, if that's true, if that holds out and then he gets put into the director's chair for episode nine, that must be a quite a, they must like what they're seeing in episode eight. Uh, yeah. That's what he's showing them. So. So why was the recent, why was, uh, why was Trevino released? Oh, I don't, I, I, I think it was a, the, the, the old gem of, uh, creative differences. Creative differences. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah. there you it go. just kind of went separate ways. Which, yep. Whatever. What, but that begs the question, if it's not going to be Ryan Johnson, who would you like to see direct a Star Wars film? And I don't want generic answers and I don't want, all of the weird, stupid answers that I'm getting. Uh, Quentin Tarantino! Yeah, right. Yeah, I get that stuff. I'm like, shut up. Just shut up. For real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my pick, honestly, I know that this will never happen. And it is it is on the edge of being one of those kinds of picks. But considering the action of that he's been able to put on celluloid already, I would love to see what a George Miller... Um, space battle would look like, considering what he does on planet Earth with gravity. And <laughs> uh, can you imagine what if he had ships that could move in three dimensions around each other the way that they do? Um, yeah, no, that's a wow. great pick. Yeah, I, I think you know I've said it before on the show. Uh, I still think that that uh, David Toy would be a great a great director for Star Wars. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean I've liked. Every I've liked every movie that he's made uh, except for the uh, the perfect getaway. 
Perfect Getaway, yes. I've liked every movie that he's done. He, I like that he can bring in a well-polished movie for relatively cheap. I might be afraid that, that Star Wars might be too big for him. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I just watched, uh, I watched Gravity with my wife again the other night in 3D, and I, I, I really like that movie. Uh, I wonder what, uh, Alfonso Cuaron could do with a Star Wars movie. Um, yeah. I, have you seen a lot of his other stuff, though? Oh, uh, I've watched a, well, Children of Men was really, really good. Yeah, but really damn depressing and slow. It was very depressing, and yeah. Um, I, I honestly, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, while drastically different from the book, uh, was very, I like the fact that, the, that that movie was his own. Like, you could tell that he took the source material and made it his own. It very much was not a Chris Columbus Harry Potter movie. It didn't follow the books as much. It felt different. And I, I really appreciated that. And he took, what I think is uh, a fantastic book, and because he gutted so much of the book, I'm like, ah. But he made it still a fantastic movie. I, so I really appreciated that he could do that by uh, jettisoning so much of the stuff from the book. But I think he's a really, really good director. I know that you've, you're you kind of eh on gravity. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, but it's not. I don't know. I can't fault anybody for picking something like that because if 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 anything you're going to have to toe the uh Disney line, the Kathleen Kennedy yes. line. Otherwise, obviously, they will dump you in mid-production. Yes. Um so yeah. it makes these things interesting though. I mean, it's it's great gossip talk when like, yeah. "Oh, what's going on with Star Wars? But Here we could go." Could you just imagine that George Miller Fury Road thing where it's minimal dialogue, lots of beautiful like uh wide shots of desert and shit like that that he did in Fury Road but but uh, put it into a Star Wars movie where he but then the the action would be so furiously intense you couldn't breathe for 5 minutes you know i oh that would be just amazing yeah no it would i i agree that would be a good pick now he is getting up there in age i wonder how many more huge tentpole type movies he would have oh, i mean how many has he had none <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't know. I know that that one's a long shot. Who? Okay, let's shift the conversation a little bit. Who is the more likely kind of candidate to do something like this? Because I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be your Ron Howards and people that play yeah. ball with them. Uh, maybe even like uh, Spielberg. It's not out of the question that Spielberg. No, it's not. Steps in there. Yeah. Uh, you never know. I mean, Stephen Miller may make a Star Wars movie. You never, you never know. Um, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll watch the hell out of that. Oh, me too. Me. It'd be black and white and yeah. silent film. Uh, but it seems like they still are trying to go for the young, up and coming directors, people that they can manipulate. Yeah, people that it's like, here's what we want you to shoot. Shoot this. Pretty much, okay? Except for Ryan Johnson, who can just kind of get along with everybody. You know, it comes out that Bruce Willis is a giant maniac asshole, and he's like, I didn't have any of that problem. Yeah. For Looper, yeah. 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 Oh, Star yeah, Wars and whatever, I, I didn't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, what about what about directors that you that you appreciate that you 
that you know could by no means at all take on a Star Wars movie that 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 have some big budget movies under their belt, but you're like, no, like immediately I think of M Night Shyamalan. Like I was like, no. <laughs> And I like I I'll tell you what I root for the guy I like him I really liked uh, Split I really liked The Visit uh, he's had some really really good movies but I cannot see him making a Star Wars movie. Ah uh, the uh, um oh shit what's his name it would be like the greatest gamble of all time for Disney to do because the last movie that I believe he made for Disney lost a record amount of money for them in uh, John Carter of Mars. Oh yeah, was that Bird? Yes, Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Yeah, yeah. And then he went on and made Tomorrowland. Was that well? That had to be Disney. That was Disney. Yeah, I love. They that had movie. faith thought, in him. They went back to that well. What the fuck? Yeah. How does that, that work? Movie didn't, that movie didn't do so hot. But I tell you what, I watched it twice, and both times I'm like, that is a good movie. How about that? A Brad Bird directed Star Wars. That's not out of the realm of possibility. No, that 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 could definitely happen. Yeah. And wh- who's the other Pixar director? Um... Um, what movie? Um, was it the director of Incredibles? That was Brad Bird. Oh, that was Brad Bird. There was another. There was another one, and I he did, he did several twi- Pixar. He did that. He did Ratatouille. I think all of my favorite Pixar were Brad Bird. He did The Iron Giant. I think. Oh, okay. You still haven't seen that, have you? I have not. I, but everybody I, loves I, it. I but hate you for that. <laughs> I hold you again. I hold that against you personally. Uh, Toy Story, though. Who who directed the, the Toy Story movies? I'll look. Because I'm thinking that there's, like, another director that... Uh, John Lasseter. Pa- That's the one. There you go. Huh. Ah, that could be interesting. Has he done... Has he done anything live action? Just out of curiosity. Let's find out. I'm looking. Uh, um... Boy, a lot of animated, some great animated movies. I don't know if he has. Yeah, and that might be a long shot. Yeah, it looks like he's pretty much uh, relegated to animated movies, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't make a good, you know, good good Star Wars movie. Yeah. But Steven Spielberg is a safe pick, I think. I think it it, it still has an air of danger on the side of it, though. Because he's been kind of shaky in the last few years, in my opinion. I mean, they've been—they've also been talking about bringing back JJ. Oh, really? You think he'd do another one? Well, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or actually, maybe Justin Lin, who made an excellent Star Trek movie. I actually—I he, th- heard somebody suggest that online. Please bring Justin Lin, and somebody else said, "Don't cross the streams again." He did Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Leave him be. Or, or let's go to James Wan. What about James Wan? I know that he's more of a horror director, but lately, you know, with the Fast and Furious, what? Oh, he's doing Aquaman but, right now, isn't he? Yeah, so he might be a good one. Yeah, I've always rooted for that guy too. I'm like, you know what? Say what you will about the Saw movies. That first Saw was really good on a really low budget, and his other couple movies right after that were really good. Dead Silence and the uh, Kevin Bacon that Revenge Kevin Bacon movie Revenge was, movie is awesome. that was a good movie. Yeah. Mm, and so, I'm looking forward to his Aquaman. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, on the flip side, like Ty West is one of my favorite independent type directors. I'm not sure if he could manage something like this, but I I always like to hear what's going on in, going on in the world of Ty West and Ty Mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I, I could, <laughs> yes, I, I could, I think he could handle that. I just don't think they would give him the leeway. I think he's, he's more particular that I want my vision. And that's yes, gonna, he is. See, then the real like dark side of me wants somebody really fucking out there and weird like Joe Carnahan or, uh, green or somebody just off the rails to, to really shake it up. Yeah. And I've heard Del Toro bandied about, and I'm like, no, I don't want Del Toro. Too Hellboy-esque uh, no, as it's far just as... lots of little creatures, and it's sappy, and I, I... Yeah. I like Del Toro to make Del Toro projects. His last yeah. few have not made me all that happy. Crimson Peak yeah. sucked, and... Ah, I like that movie. Why... I don't know why. Uh, yeah. It was horribly it, it's written. It's pretty. It's pretty. Oh, it's you see, very it's, ha- pretty. it's hammer-esque. It's very pretty. It's horribly written. It's horribly written. Oh, things are telegraphed from the first 15 minutes. I'm like, well, I know how this is going to end. What am I going to do for the next hour and a half? I guess I'll just sit here and be pretty. Pretty much. <sighs> yeah. With giant shoulder pads. Okay. Are you ready to move <laughs> on to Recently Watched? Uh, yeah, one last, one last director. Okay. And then I'll move on. What do you think about Peter Jackson tackling a Star Wars movie? I, you know, honestly, I would have had a lot of faith in him doing that before the Hobbit movies. But after the Hobbit movies, I'm like, oh, we're going to get the prequels again. You know, a Mm. lot of CGI, a lot of standing next to plants that are in pots. You know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. That look was off in those Hobbit movies. Yeah, that's the, that whole 48 frames a second, which obviously, as we both know, uh, did not catch on. Well, so far, we'll have to wait for Cameron's Avatar movies to, for the yeah. final nail in that coffin or yeah. Resurrection. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Make more Stephen King movies and make more Star Wars movies. That's that's where I come out on that. Let Let them make their movies. But you, but you got to kind of toe the line a little bit. The the Lord and Miller thing, they were getting so carried away that, look, they got a 20-year plan, the same way that Marvel does. So when somebody comes in and says, oh, I'm going to do this, how about we do this? They get, no, that doesn't work for five years down the road. You can't make yeah. Ant-Man the leader of the Avengers. Like, settle down. That's It's not yeah. going to be like that. And and with that, I totally agree. I, I, I do too. totally would side with, with uh, Lucasfilm or Disney that... They're in charge. So far, I loved, uh, I loved Rogue One and I loved Force Awakens. Just keep doing that. Maybe tweak some things here and there, but don't go off the rails. They're giving you, they're giving you the sandbox, but you have to play within the sandbox. Yes. You can't start chucking sand out of the box. Then it, it, it shit falls apart. And then I'm screaming at my kids. Why are you throwing sand out of the sandbox? Yep. Okay, recently watched. You're up first. Okay, uh, let's just scroll through the list of shit trying to find something <laughs> worth talking about. Here comes some slasher movies. Oh, it's nothing but that. Oh, with a couple... No, well, let's see. Um, uh, here comes a David Lynch double header. Whoa! So, um, I watched... Blue Velvet. Again, I've only watched that movie one time many, many years ago. And I also watched Eraserhead for the second time, a movie that I've only watched one time many, many years ago. Both 
probably on VHS, if not VHS, then like the early days of DVD. In fact, I think that Eraserhead was like a, you know me, UK DVD, <laughs> whatever, some, some whatever. Um, but I watched Blue, Be- Blue Velvet first, and I don't remember, I didn't remember much of that movie uh, other than the weirdness of, uh, well, actually the weirdness of every single thing in that movie. Oh, so it was a David Lynch joint. Yes. Uh, having said that, what's odd is I've seen most of his movies. This one here actually follows some sort of a narrative, and I'm like, as weird as it is, and as weird as the dialogue is, it's still like, okay, there is a storyline here. There is a plot to this movie. It's not, there's not a complete dream logic hmm. like so many, you know what I mean? Yeah, like oh, yeah. so many of his movies. But it's just like, as I'm watching Blue Velvet, I'm like, okay, I, I get what's going on. I get, you know, there's, it's a murder mystery and there's the, the, the singer and, uh, and Dennis Hopper. Uh, I'm getting it. And then all of a sudden, just something completely random weird happens in the movie. I'm like, yeah, that's right. David Lynch is directing this movie. <laughs> and especially, that especially comes into play when David, uh, I'm sorry, when Dennis Hopper and all of his cronies show up on screen. Like, it almost plays as a somewhat kind of regular movie. And then whenever he shows up, it is just bonkers weird and unsettling because of his language that he uses. Like, he uses really foul language in the movie. But it's almost like it's off-putting for some reason. I don't... I It doesn't affect me one way or the other strong language unless it's a movie like either The Exorcist or maybe a movie like this to where I'm like... That's, I don't know why that's off-putting to me, the way you're talking right now. You're filthy. I've only seen half of this movie, but I do recall that, where he was saying very abrasive things, and it was just rapey, kind of? Yes, very, very, and just, like, things that, things that 99% of the population would never say, and that's what makes this movie a David Lynch movie. It's just that weirdness, but, um... That was a, I really enjoyed this movie. Well, I enjoyed, I appreciate this movie. Uh, even Brad Dorif is in it, and I'm like, this is back in the 80s when it's like, you know, that's Chucky Brad Dorif, and I'm like, ah, oh, he still has a full head of hair, and, but he still looks kind of weird and creepy, and he's weird and creepy in this movie too. <laughs> uh, but it's, I like the opening shot of this movie, uh, where we see this wholesome, Friendly, happy town, and then the camera kind of pans down and goes like into the grass, and then you see these insects eating each other and worms and whatnot. And basically, I like that. I assume that David Lynch was going for a um, everything might look fine on the outside, but it is like just a complete clusterfuck underneath everything, uh, which is the movie. Really, it's it, it, nothing is right in this small town that Blue Velvet inhabits, but. Well, Great movie. For, it's a really good movie. Well, to address that one point, from my experience with David Lynch, he he has the... What makes him kind of a master is that he has that ability to put these weird-ass things on screen. First of all, he has the ability to put this weird shit on screen and get away with it, where people are yeah. like, this is interesting. Whereas if some Joe Schmo puts just random scenes up of random shit, everybody's like, well, this is nothing garbage. Forget it. Whatever. But the way that he does it, it gets that dreamlike kind of flavor, and then it becomes a reflection of the viewer themselves interpretation rather than the actual film itself. So when everybody is trying to tell you what it's about, what they're actually telling you is more about is more reflective of themselves than of the actual work. 
which is where he becomes a brilliant kind yes. of artist. Yeah. And I would, I would uh, defer to uh, stuff like Mulholland Drive and especially Lost Highway. Those are, I love those weird dream logic nightmare type movies. Those are, I, those two are, I think, his masterpiece movies. I'm not sure which one I like better, Lost Highway or Mulholland Drive. Probably Lost Highway is his, Probably my favorite movie from him. Me too, but I think it's his, and this is insane to say in any sort of <laughs> cinema sense. Uh, I think that Lost Highway is David Lynch's most mainline, coherent film. <laughs> but wow. I, I have not <laughs> seen all of Blue Velvet and Eraserhead. But <laughs> yeah, well, and okay, so then Eraserhead. Let's just yeah. get this done. Um, so my second viewing was on the Criterion Blu-ray, and first off, it looks f- fantastic. Uh, but this one here, uh, it's very, very experimental early years, and it's hard for me to get into this one. There's a huge cult following for this movie, and there's some grotesque imagery in it, it's some brilliant imagery, but it felt very much, I hate to say art film student, like just yeah. going going for broke and like, I'm going to make just this weirdness and see what works. And I kind of appreciate it for that, but it's not like, for me, by no means is that his masterpiece. And I know that for a lot of people it probably is, but I'm like, what? It's like, it's an hour and a half, but I'm still bored and it's kind of gross and it makes no sense to me at least. Um, but Kudos to Criterion for releasing like a definitive version of the movie on Blu-ray. It looks fantastic, but that is a tough watch. Like it is, it's a slog for me to get through, even though it's sci-fi-ish and weird. I'm like, wow, this is dank and depressing and black and white. And, eh. So, all right. I've had it on DVD for like three years and I still haven't watched it. I don't know why. Sometime I, you should. I'm going to. I don't I'm know. going to. You, I, I will be surprised if you think it's a masterpiece, but you might. I don't know. It's with David Lynch. Every one of his movies is like, it's so bizarre that you might really, it might really capture you, or it might be like, okay, that's just weird for weird sake. Because you didn't like Inland Empire, which oh, I haven't seen. Holy God, I hated that movie. Uh, but yeah. I have been getting it embroiled in, in arguments online about it again this week because randomly people are talking about it. I, I no, I, I feel like David Lynch had this arc where he started out with uh elephant man and dune and went experimental and, and tipped up and he was like i'm gonna be as weird as i can and to put my art out there and this is what i am and this is how i am and that's fine i'm cool with that but it kind of went up and for me it kind of peaked with lost highway and mulholland drive I put a little below that because it got so fucking weird that it was incomprehensible. At least with mm-hmm. Lost Highway, I could, and everything up until that point, I could make a couple of logic leaps here and there and put maybe some things together dream logic-wise about what's happening. And then with Mulholland Drive, I'm like, this is just bananas. Yeah. And, and from there on, it was it's kind of down for me because it got so weird that it, there, there is just no logic leaps that can be made. That's just me. If, yeah. Hey, I, I would rather have everybody, all these directors, swinging and maybe missing for me than not swinging at all and everything is just neutered studio yep. bullshit. Go for it. 
and he goes for it. I love that. I wish he so. would c- keep making shit. I mean, yeah, me too. He makes a ton of short, short film. He's but- he said he's not going to make any more movies. He did this Twin ah. Peaks season three thing, and that's and because of that, I watched the original Twin Peaks, and I'm like, this is awesome. That was on your way up. That was on the way up of weirdness. I was into it, and you should watch it. It's good, but. After that, you're done? I'm like, why? What? Ah, whatever. He's painting and doing other things. Yeah. Everybody's got to follow their own artistic path, and that's fine. Yeah. But those of us that love the shit that you peaked at really wish you'd go back to making that. <laughs> hey, I, I agree. I would love to see another Mulholland Drive type movie. That oh, that would be... It's very similar be... to like a, uh, a Kevin Smith thing, too. I know, I know some people want to hang me on a cross for even putting them in the same category, but a, a very similar kind of trajectory where they, they went up and they kind of hit a peak. And I'm not saying that, that everything they've made is shit. They just are making the stuff that they want to make instead of the yeah. stuff that their audience wants to make. And that's fine. I, I more appreciate that they are following their own artistic endeavors and, and like swinging the way that they see making the shit that they want to see. I would rather versus, versus yeah. just. Play, Cop out. Play, well, no, versus placating to their audience. Even co- okay. even Cop Out was not placating to the audience. Zack and Mary was was placating to the audience. And that's why he went Cop Out after that. Because he was like, I gotta quit placating to my audience. I want to make new shit. And so he was trying new things. I, I would rather have you try new things than just constantly try to make yeah. me suck your dick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> because I, I, I like all those movies, not Cop Out, no, I, Zach and Mary, I'm saying. I like that movie quite a bit, but that is placating to your audience. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, okay. Can I review That's some it. movies wow. before the end of the show? Um, wow, I mean, that was totally, de- sorry about that. No, yeah, I guess fine. the rest of the show is all yours. Yeah, no, 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 it was good. It was good shit. We, we got plenty of time. Okay. Uh, one I've teased for a couple of weeks. The Accountant with Ben Affleck mm. and The Punisher. Uh, this movie is kind of touted as an action movie. At least that's kind of the way it was presented in the trailer. Maybe action thriller. But, um, yeah, man, I loved this movie. And I know most of the people didn't. They, they kind of, I think it, I don't know what actual, it's Metacritic grade or it's, it's, uh, combined grades are, but I kind of feel like they were like at a C plus or something. And I am at a, about an A minus with this movie. The, the longer it went on, the more I didn't want it to end. I, they telegraphed a couple of things that I expected to happen and it wasn't so blatant that I, it was like annoying. It was just, very good plot setting. It did a great job of setting up the drama. The action was on point. Ben Affleck does a wonderful job selling his character as a... uh, I don't want to give anything away. It's best to go in this movie just as blind as possible. But when you're in the mood for a kind of action thriller movie, you need to check out The Accountant. Okay. Very good movie. And I... it didn't do so hot in the box office, correct? I don't think so, and I don't blame it for that. I, I would blame the trailers more, because the trailers kind of sold it as, like, action-y. Very, very action-y. And it's not... There's a fair amount of deaths. It, 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 
the trailer almost sold it like a sold it like a John Wick, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not it's not that. Is it more like the George Clooney movie, The American? Oh boy, which I loved, by the way. Uh, no, it's not that slow, but that's a good comparison between uh, maybe the love child of that and John Wick, somewhere in the middle there. But the interesting, okay. the interesting thing about it is that uh, he is on the autistic spectrum in a big way in this movie, the accountant. So it's like a guy with a disability that he's found a way to focus and just so happens to be killing people. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of drama that ensues with his family. And I, it's, it's, it's such a bitch to try and talk about this movie without giving away everything in it. And so I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I just want to say that I like this movie quite a bit. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. This is a definite Blu-ray for me. Is it uh, is it available streaming yet? Netflix or... I got it from Vudu? the library. Okay. I, I do right. believe that it, it is on Vudu, I think. I'm pretty sure. I This would be a Fair Enough Wife movie. Okay. You're not, not out, out of line there. Um, okay, I'll do one more. We'll pass it back to you. Because I know you're going to want to talk about this movie, or at least I mostly want to hear what you have to say about this movie. And that is Adam Wingard's Death Note from 2017. We've waited too long to talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I am aware of the anime, I'm aware of the manga, I'm aware of the previous incarnations of this property. I have only watched the two Japanese live-action movies. So, listener, take that for what it's worth, okay? I am not the master of the Death Note lore. That's all I have for background for this movie. I thought those movies were really cool. I really enjoyed them. I like them quite a bit. I will definitely pick them up if I ever find them somewhere. I've heard the complaints online of how those movies derail from the original property. I don't know what to say to that, other than, I'm sorry, I guess. I enjoy this thing. And then comes along Adam Wingard's Death Note. The American re-envisioning. And, for me, totally kicks ass. I love this movie. Everybody that's, like, a purist for the original thing, I get it. I understand it sucks when, when something is changed. But you have to change things beyond when you when you're going from medium to medium. Yeah, your complaints have mostly fallen on my deaf ears because your complaints seem very fucking petty. This movie was awesome, and most of the complaints I've heard really sound like they come from people that have never watched one an Adam Wingard movie or two anything that has been translated between mediums. You have to change shit between mediums, especially when it comes to different countries. Japanese, American, whatever. I'm sorry. You got to change little dumb things like names. It's not that big a deal. Relax. And it is not a big deal. No. I I know that we have been petty about certain things that we love, but I feel like we've still been fair that we, we accept when you have to make little dumb changes. 
I don't know. I, I just feel like the outrage against this movie has been ridiculous. And I, I, uh, it, now for people that haven't watched an Adam Wingard movie, okay, okay, I'm a little more receptive to that because he has a very certain style that is an 80s, 70s throwback with all the weird music and weird for people that don't know that style and that time. Yep. For us, it's like magic. It's like just beautiful, gorgeous magic. And this, yeah. this movie was awesome. I freaking yeah. loved it, man. I loved it. Me too. Your thoughts. I totally echo your thoughts on the movie. I was immediately, right from the get-go, I I thought it was great. I I am a big fan of Adam Wingard. I liked the Blair Witch. Uh, my Still my personal favorite, and I know that we kind of go separate directions on this one, but uh, your next is probably my favorite one from him. I probably be... Probably because it's a bit more of a slasher movie, but I do like his aesthetic. I like how he makes movies and that eighties, seventies ish style because he does it. He does it right. Like his music doesn't annoy me. It doesn't feel like oh you're you're trying too hard. It it works for his movies and it worked for this one too. I liked the mythology behind everything. And I now I will say this: I don't. I'm not familiar with the source material, so. I pretty much went into this blind, just, here's the story, and I thought it was awesome. It was gory. Uh, Willem Dafoe is fantastic. Perfectly in cast. This movie. Oh, so creepy and gross, and, uh, like, he actually kind of reminds me of, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but he reminds me of Pennywise in the new It movie. Yep. For some reason, he just, that... The head's too big and uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I've seen I've seen people complaining about uh, it attempting to be funny, and it's like no, it's bringing some levity to a ridiculous material. It's a book where you write a name and somebody dies. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. And the, and the, and there's a death demon thing that follows you around, making jokes and eating apples. This yes. shit, it's anime. This <laughs> yeah. shit's ridiculous. You, it, yeah. it made perfect sense to make it kind of comedic. I've heard people like saying, fuck this movie because of Light's scream when he first meets that demon character. And I'm like, who would not react like that? Like, that was the most normal reaction in the entire movie, I thought. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but if I'm in detention and I see that guy, I'm not going to go, ugh. Creepy. I'm out, bro. I'm gonna go. Ah! I'm gonna scream yes. like a bitch. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I, I just got so frustrated with the the negative comments about this. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, and, so and the acting was fun. Like, I, I, even dealing with high schoolish or early twenties, whatever. Yeah. Like those, the the kids in this movie did not bother me at all. I was not annoyed by them. I did not think that they were. I, they didn't rub me the wrong way. I'm like, I, I thought the acting was just fine in this movie and it had just the right amount of special effects. And that was a, not solid. That was a damn good movie. Hell yeah. I totally yeah. agree. I loved it. Never bored. Never once was I bored in the movie. It, maybe because I don't know, know the source material, I kind of, uh, I was like, okay, I have to really pay attention here towards the end because I'm like, it's starting to lose me. But by the end, I'm like, okay, I got it. I, I get this. Yeah. This is 
Oh, it got complicated yeah. towards the end. Not, not, yeah. No doubt. But so did so did the uh, Japanese live-action ones that I watched. But... Yeah. How wouldn't it? Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. The complaints against this movie just drive me nuts. That, now, will they... Is there... Could they make another one of these? Is this like a big series? Oh, yeah. There's there's more material to mine. Definitely. Okay. Well, hopefully it does good because I'm I'm a fan. I'm, I'm That's easily one that I will watch again probably in the next year, year and a half. I bumped up the anime. I'm going to start watching that as soon as I have some free time. I'm yeah. not busy running kids here and there. Uh, okay, yeah. back to you. Okay. Last round. Um, this is it. This is... Yep. Um... Okay, so uh, my last two. Uh, first up, I watched uh, – here we go with uh, Vinegar Syndrome. I watched a movie called Crypt of the Living Dead. And I don't believe that you've seen this movie. Have I mentioned this before? I, actually, the answer is yes. I'm sure I have. I don't know. That's a fairly generic title for <sighs> – yeah. How many things of the living dead that I, I can't remember? Yeah. It, at the very least, it's not the one where in the beginning, uh, some guy gets his head lobbed off or whatever. And you, I, I'll let you borrow it. And he rolls down the stairs over and over and over oh, and over no, again. No. You remember that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Dracula's great. I just watched that last week too. Yeah. Again. You had to <laughs> love that, that opening credit bit, right? I love that. <laughs> it makes me adore that movie. I'm like, this is so ridiculous and stupid and brilliant. <laughs> Like, we don't know what to show for the opening credits. How about this? Uh, let's have the guy get his head lobbed off or something to that effect. Let's just show that scene over again. While, while oh, I was it, watching it, that, I, I was looking over my, over my shoulder like, is Eugene videotaping me, like, just to see my reaction to this shit? Because <laughs> there's no way that this is real, right? Yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. real. <laughs> Vincenzo, 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 it's, yeah, head rolling and in the slow motion. I'm like, I could watch this for probably another ten minutes. I, I'm digging this. And then you do while I do the opening. <laughs> and credits. you literally over do. And yes. Over and over again. Yes. Oh, a great example of a movie that is padded with nonsensical stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Crypt of the Living Dead, also known as Hannah, Queen of the Vampires. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome put this out a couple years ago. This is my third watch because this is officially a yearly watch. Why? No reason. Because it's not that good, but it's awesome. Um, uh, there's a dig going on on some small island, and the dig uh, happens to be this were- or werewolf. Here we go. This vampire lady... <laughs> And uh, the, this guy gets crushed by the tomb, and so the guy's son comes to investigate. And then there's all sorts of shenanigans on the island. Padding, 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 but interesting padding. And a guy that, uh, kind of like in The Howling, um, I forget what the character's name is in The Howling, but it, um, shit, now I have to look it up. Ah, oh, I don't know. Um... You can edit this out, you see. I will be. That's, That's um, all I do. Yes. Hurry up. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Not Slim Pickens, and that wasn't her. Um, Eddie. Uh, is it Eddie? But does yes, he have Eddie. a last name? Is this, I thought you were going to uh, no, give us an the, actor. The guy, no, no, no. It's the character. It's like he's the creepy, weird guy in Howling. The, the, comparison, I'm, the comparison I'm trying to make is he 
he was kind of the weird outcast guy because he had this woolly vest type thing and scruffy beard that, oh, like, oh, he's got to be a werewolf. Well, in this movie, they also have this character that is, like, he wears this animal type vest, like the animal fur vest. And I'm like, oh, so he is the undead vampire lady's sidekick, which he, of course, is because of how he looks. He, you're trying to make him look like a vamp yeah. werewolf thing. And I don't know. I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I loved it. <laughs> um, and I appreciated the fact that going back to the other movie that I was talking about, the head rolling down, whatever, uh, over and over with the opening credits, this movie features two kids. Just randomly kind of playing, but kind of maybe killing each other for the end credits in slow motion. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> so it, it, damn it. What was the name of that movie? Vampires. No, uh, not Dracula's that movie. Ch- um, oh. The one with the head rolling down? No, no, no. The, the kids killing each other at the end credits. It's kind of like the, the, what was that? The hole in the ground where they, the gate was the, not the gate. The one I just watched last October horror where the kids are throwing each other down the hole with the demons in the, in it. Oh, the pit. There you go. The pit. So, it oh, was, it was, it was a pre- what was yeah, that? That's reaction? A shower, oh, oh, that shower acquired after viewing that movie. That movie was just, Creepy or just weird, because the main kid was such a yeah. But okay, so this is like a prequel to the pit. The end credits are the kids throwing them down. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah this is nothing. It's not okay. It's, your next review. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, I'm tempted to leave it at that because everything else is going to be basically the same type of movie. Okay, and my last review is 2007's The Mad, starring Billy Zane. Um, Oof. it was fucking awful. Back to you. <laughs> what the? I've never even heard of this. Yeah. Oh, it's it's about cow. It's about it's about uh, cows that are tainted and the cow meat and a small town and they're okay. Waka my waka last funny. round here. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel bad only reviewing two movies this week, so I should do two more. Okay, first up, Banking on Bitcoin is a documentary on Netflix. I'm going to try and do one serious one real quick before we wrap up. You should definitely watch this movie. I have been kind of fascinated with this whole Bitcoin thing. I don't know if you pay any any attention to uh, digital currency, but it's really interesting. I can't fucking understand it for the life of me. You, It's just online payment, right? Nope. Not at all. Oh, don't okay. ask me to explain it because I don't understand it. I've watched multiple documentaries about it. I still don't get it. There are server farms in, like, Korea that are 10 acres big with all these servers doing things, trying to find bitcoins, and somehow they conjure up bitcoins out of thin air, and then it's worth a lot of money. And I'm just like, what the... It, it's like jerking what off is, what, to create money. That's what I think. What is a Bitcoin? What What is oh, that? Oh, don't ask. It, that is a question for smarter people. Because I don't fucking know. And I've watched documentaries about it. And they're like, this is Bitcoin. This is how it happens. This is, this is how it's created. And then we find it. And there it is out in the internet in the ether. And I'm like, that was 
just kind of like a lawnmower man, I think. I, wow. I What? Huh? There it is. Now you have a thing. Great. I'm happy for you. But I'm fascinated by this whole kind of digital currency thing. It's very fascinating. And I think that you should look into it. And it might be the future of all currency. What? I don't get it. But it seems like something that we should start to try and learn about. Don't be so get off my lawn. I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I, I'm there with you. I'm get off my lawn because <laughs> I don't get it. But this is where we are. This is where the world is, and we need to try and educate ourselves about digital yeah. currency. Was Billy Zane involved at all, or no? No, uh, that would have made even ah, less sense. I think his smooth, glistening bald head. Ooh, oh, he's bald in that movie. I'm ar- oh, yes. aroused, and now I'm going to add it. Okay, but you uh, watch this movie. Banking, okay. banking on Bitcoin. Good shit. They've also added a couple of other uh, Bitcoin kind of uh, documentary or slash movies. And lastly, The Losers. Do you remember this movie? It was a <clears throat> adapted from a graphic novel. Came out several years ago with... Uh, the comedian and Captain America and um, uh, got, the, got a theatrical the, release. Yeah, the Blue Cat Lady and what? The Losers. Yeah. Um. Look it up. Okay. We might have actually watched this in the theater Wait, together. Idris Elba? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that in the theater. Oh, it might have oh. been with me. Might have been with yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, not good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like not it either. Like... I didn't, I, I, yeah, I was no go in the first round. But yeah. I'm, you're slasher guy and I'm comic book guy. And so I was like, maybe I should give this one another shot. Maybe. And, uh, I did. Okay. And the first half is all right. It's not bad. It's an action movie, and you got a good plot, and I'm in. And, uh, yeah, the second half just blows. I mean, just cliche after dialogue, cliche, and, ooh, and double, double, uh, uh, twisty on ya. It sucks. Yeah, I... Oh, I remember oh. not liking that movie, thinking to myself, I'll never watch that one again. I did. I watched it again. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's the worst kind of mediocre, because the first oh. half is good, and then the second half is just just literally downhill shitstorm. It is... Oh, That's too bad. Spending way do. too much time talking about this movie. I, like, I shouldn't even be talking about it. I, I could be breaking down all the reasons of why the the cliches and the writing and why do you, they're holding guns at their hips like no military person would ever do that in, ever. And they're military people, yeah, I'm guessing, oh yeah, right? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <sighs> it, it's a it's a turducken. Thing. It's a turducken of shitty movies. Okay, um, <laughs> coming soon for you. Uh, coming soon for me. I've got a. Uh, well, I reviewed these movies already on our show, but um, I can tell they're going to be ones that I'm going to rewatch over and over until I get sick of them. And that is the Blind Dead series. I watched Night of the Seagulls, 
the Ghost Galleon. Uh, you remember these? These are the the Templar Knights yeah. movies. Yep. Okay. Uh, these are really cool movies, by the way. Um, hold on here. I want to get the director's name right. You're fine. Of course. It, now, now the names aren't coming up. Um, there we go. Okay. The uh, Amando Diasorio, I believe, has how you pronounce the director's name. But I really <laughs> like these movies. That the tombs of the that blind. Was so dead. not fucking worth the wait. I know it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> name meant nothing. And now I might leave all that in. Okay. Oh. <laughs> But, um, so I got all the, I, I bought the DVDs. I actually, four separate DVDs. I'm, I'm proud like, you know of what? You. Damn it. I'm not going to wait on the Blu-rays. I want these on DVD. I'm going to buy them, damn it. And so I bought them all. I'm like, I can't wait to watch these early seventies Spanish weird. Okay. That. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I have been just biding my time on the Tom Cruise mummy movie. It's, Available oh, on I've, Voodoo. I've, honestly, I've, since I've seen it pop up on Voodoo, I've been just like, I've been giddy because I'm like, when, 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 when yeah. is Eugene going to give well, me his review? It, it, here's the thing. It's for purchase, but I want it to rent. Yeah. So as soon as, which is I think September 12th, as soon as that thing is available to rent, I'm running it on Voodoo and review to come soon. So that is like high on my list. And then... I would like to say that I'm going to watch, hey, I'm going to go watch it in the theater, but no, yeah. no, I'm not. I don't have three hours. I literally do not have three hours right now to give to the theater. Me either. Um, <laughs> so I wish I would. I want to see it so bad, but yeah, no. Unless I can uh, squirrel away the time with the kiddo. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Uh, okay. Me. Coming soon for me, I have reviews of Brave, Gold, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, a fucking gen. Um, Berserk, The Golden Age, Arcs 2 and 3, which Eugene probably watched. Uh, Fucker. No, I did not. Oh, good. I, I, don't. I was close, but don't, I'm like, nope. Don't what? do it. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I will hold it against you forever if you do. <laughs> because here's the thing. You'd watch it, and you would never watch anything Berserk again. I could never, ever convince you to do it. And I wouldn't blame you. It's not. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Okay. Um... That's it. No. There you go. Okay. That's going to be it for this episode. Do you have anything else to add, sir? Um, Rawhead Rex is getting a 4K theatrical release. What is that? And I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray. What is that? Oh, Rawhead. What? Rawhead Rex? Yeah. Ah, the, the Clive Barker short story that came out in the 80s and as a movie about a big pro wrestler looking guy with a mask on that creature and something you haven't said you... any words that make me feel ashamed that i don't know what they are ah it's a 4k restoration of rawhead rex <laughs> might as well be a 4k restoration of that dinosaur show from the 90s i don't even know what the hell you're talking about oh you you have never heard of rawhead rex i don't think so oh it's it's this creature that he I, Go on. He kill he kills a kid in the movie, which I'm like, oh, oh all right, yeah, killing kids, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> You're like game one. Can you make that clear? Can I see it clear? Because I'd, I'd like um, to see it clear. I can't believe that you. He looks like a, a professional wrestler. You can tell it's like right around Predator time. I'm like, okay, I see. It's the big buff. Uh, 
We're done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Eric Warner. <laughs> See ya. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening.